The Old Testament book of Jonah is not the story of a great fish. It is the story of a great God. In a world on the verge of judgment and desperate for a spiritual awakening, it holds a message we all need. Salvation is of the Lord. Join us in the book of Jonah today as we study God's Word with Scott Pauley. Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly. <laughs> when is then? Then is when Jonah finally came to the end of himself. Vance Havner used to say that at least when you get to the bottom, you find out the foundation is still there. He also said, when Jesus is all you have, you find out he's all you need. Well, Jonah, in a very real sense, came to the bottom. He's in the depths. He's in the belly of a great fish. But it is there that Jonah begins to pray again. I've often pondered to myself, what will it take to get us to pray again? It's prayer time. What is it going to take for us to finally say, oh, Lord, I need to talk to you. Lord, I want to, I, I want to speak to you because I know you've been trying to talk to me. We've learned some things in Jonah chapter number one about the presence of God in our life. We've learned that the presence of God is always connected to the word of God. We've learned that the presence of God is always connected to the will of God. But now we're learning in Jonah chapter two that the presence of God is always connected to the worship of God. Because Jonah chapter two, only 10 verses long, is essentially a worship service. That's what it is. It's a private worship service. It's a deeply personal worship service. But it is Jonah just worshiping God again. Let me read to you what Jonah says in his prayer. Jonah chapter 2, beginning in verse 2, and said, I cried by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord, and he heard me. Out of the belly of hell cried I, and thou heardest my voice. For thou hast cast me into the deep, in the midst of the seas, and the floods compassed me about, all thy billows and thy waves passed over me. Then I said, I'm cast out of thy sight, yet I will look again toward thy holy temple. The waters compassed me about, even to the soul. The depth closed me round about. The weeds were wrapped about my head. I went down to the bottoms of the mountains. The earth with her bars was about me forever. Yet hast thou brought up my life from corruption, O Lord my God. When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came in unto thee, into thine holy temple. They that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. But I will sacrifice unto thee with a voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that that I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. The last words of his prayer really form the theme of the entire book. It's the, the great message of our study, the message we all need to hear. What is it? salvation is of the Lord. Now, certainly, uh, we would have looked at Jonah as a saved man, if you will, a believer already, and yet he's learning yet again how desperately he needs God. What is happening here? Jonah is coming to a place of humility, and the lower he goes, the higher God is lifted up. The smaller he realizes he is, the bigger God is in his sight and in his heart. I wonder, how big is your God today? 
Perhaps we've become so big in our own life that we've not let God be big. Perhaps others have become so big or our opinions have become so big uh, that God is not in his rightful place. You see, true worship is God being in his rightful place. True worship is the Lord receiving that which he's worthy of. And isn't that what God has always desired? What was it Jesus said uh, to that woman in John chapter number 4? He said that the Father has always sought for true worshipers, people to worship him in spirit and in truth. It's what he desires and it's what he deserves. What did God want in Nineveh? Somebody said God wanted Nineveh to be saved. No, no, let's go beyond that. Salvation led to something. Salvation was not the end in of itself. You know what he wanted? He wanted the Ninevites to worship him. What is it God wants today from people? We say, well, he wants them to be saved. Certainly he wants them to be saved. Why does he want them to be saved? He wants them to be saved so that they will be true worshipers. Why did God save you? God didn't just save you to keep you out of hell. He saved you so you would become a true worshiper, so that you would worship him today and so that you will worship him forever. What was God doing in Jonah's life? Was God simply bringing Jonah to the place of obedience, uh, to the place of desperation, to try to prove something to him? No, God was seeking to bring Jonah back to his knees. God was seeking to bring Jonah back to a place of worship. Basically, worship acknowledges two great truths. Let me tell you what they are. First of all, it acknowledges who I am, And second, it acknowledges who God is. That's very simple, isn't it? Here is true worship. True worship acknowledges that I am nothing, that I'm a desperate person. In Jonah's situation, he was acknowledging he was in the depths, uh, that he he was incapable of anything apart from God. And the reverse of that is that true worship acknowledges who God is. Sadly, some people only learn the first truth. They get to some point of desperation, but they never get to the hope. They get to realize how awful they are, at least the beginnings of that, but they never acknowledge how great God is. You see, it's not just that I'm desperate. It's that he's all-powerful. It's not just that I am incapable. It is that he is the high and holy God on his throne. Read through Jonah 2 again today on your own. It's a prayer. Read it alone somewhere, out loud, on your knees. Here's what you'll discover, that in the prayer, Jonah basically articulates these two things, where he was in the depths and where God was. This is beautiful. Jonah was in a mess. Maybe you're in a mess today. We're all getting messes at times, messes of our own making. Aren't you glad God steps into the middle of our messes? Uh, God doesn't run from us like we run from him. Uh, Jonah was in a mess, but where was God? God was where God had always been. Think of this. Jonah's situation and circumstances just kept changing, but God was always the same. I would also point out to you that this prayer, this, this worship of Jonah, was actually a response to God's word. Did you know that in Jonah chapter number 2, Jonah quotes from six different psalms? That's profound. Ponder that a moment. People say, what was Jonah doing in the belly of that fish? Well, certainly he was praying. You get in the belly of a fish, you'll pray too. But I would suggest that in the belly of that fish, one thing he was doing, he was meditating on the Word of God. See, when you get to the bottom, you still have the Word. When you when you lose everything, you still have the promises of God. So in the belly of that fish, it was the Scriptures, specifically these six Psalms, I believe, that led him back to the Lord. 
True prayer and true worship is always our response to God's revelation. If you want to know the presence of God again, if you want to talk to God again, if you want to get on praying ground again, let me tell you where to begin. Open your Bible. Read the Scriptures. Let the Word speak to you. And as God speaks to you and communicates God to you, that will lead you to prayer. That will lead you to worship. Yes, in the Old Testament time, and the New Testament time, in this current time we're living in, God is still looking for one thing, that which he's always been worthy of. God is looking for true worship. And if you want to know the presence of God, then get back to worshiping the Lord. Return to the Word of God, the will of God, and the worship of of God, and you will find there the presence of God. The presence of God is not some spooky, mystical thing. Oh, it's a spiritual thing, but it's not some spooky, mystical thing that only some can know or that you find on accident. No, as you obey the Lord, as you believe the Lord, as you come to the Lord on his terms, you enter in consciously to God's holy presence. Then Jonah prayed. Oh, and how does the chapter end? Verse 10, God answered, And the Lord spake unto the fish, and it vomited out Jonah upon the dry land. If you'll come to God today, he'll come to you. Do you want to go further in your study of the Bible? Visit us at enjoyingthejourney.org. You will find hundreds of articles, sermons, and podcast episodes in our online library. You can search the archive by scripture or subject, and we trust it will help you as you continue your journey in scripture. Thanks for listening, and we hope you will join us again next time on Enjoying the Journey.